All right, we were specifically warned in the Bible that in the last days, deception would be rampant. There would be false prophets that would arise and would deceive and deceive many. Also, the Apostle Paul warned us that before the revealing of the Antichrist in the last days, that we would see what he called a falling away that would take place and it would impact the church directly. I want to show you some stuff today that falls right into this category. Let's talk about it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Friday, February the 16th. This is End Time Headlines, news and headlines from a prophetic perspective. And of course, I'm your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. And we got a great program lined up for you tonight. We're going to talk about the very first thing that Jesus warned us about in the in regards to the signs of the coming of the Lord in the end times. He talked about being alert and being aware of deception. So we want to talk about that tonight. Before we get started, do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that bell notification. Please share this broadcast across whatever platforms that you're on, social media. Uh, They are continuing to censor and shadow ban us on multiple platforms. Um, If you don't see many of us, our stuff on Facebook, that's why, because we're being shadow banned there. And of course, uh, download our free app, guys. This is how you're going to keep up with this. Uh, If you get this app, I'm telling you, you will not miss any headlines. You will not miss any podcasts, any prophecy viewpoint segments. All of it's going to be there. Just get it at your Android and Apple store today. Download it for free. Hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be squared away and good to go. So I want to show you some scripture. I want to read a little bit of scripture as a foundation. And we're only going to cover two stories tonight. It's going to, not going to be a long podcast. I don't want to keep you too long on this Friday as we get ready to go to venture into the weekend. Um, I know many of us will be with our families and whatnot this weekend and so on. So I'm going to keep you for about 30, maybe 40 minutes tops, and we'll let you go. And hopefully you will have a blessed and safe weekend. And we'll be right back here, Lord willing, on Monday. So, so let's go to some Bible verses here. I'm going to show you this. Uh, We'll start out with Matthew 7. Matthew 7, it says uh, in verse 15, Matthew 7, 15, Jesus is speaking. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. For you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Then you go to Matthew 24. And right here is the the Olivet course. Jesus is telling his disciples what they when they asked him, what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? The very First thing in order, the very thing right out the gate, he says, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Okay. And then second Thessalonians chapter two, the apostle Paul writes of the church of Thessalonica, he instructs them 
that one of the major indicators that we're about to see the end of the age and the rise and the arrival and the emergence of the, what the Bible calls the man of sin, the Antichrist, he says in verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Now, you guys that know your Bible, the Greek term there, falling away, is apostasia, where we get the root word apostasy. So in other words, let's put all this together real quick, and then we're going to show you some stuff. So we know, according to the Bible, according to the words of Christ, the words of the Apostle Paul, and we could have pulled others. Peter mentioned this. Jude mentions this. But we're just going to use these two, Peter and Jesus, or excuse me, uh, uh, Paul and Jesus, both emphasize that the last days is going to be marked by false prophets, deception, and the defection or falling away of the faith. And you've heard me say this. Guys, this is one of the cornerstones of our podcast that we've done over the years when we've taught. Uh, for many of you guys who have followed us for years and years and years, I know that I have engraved this in you by now. And you know this. And you've heard me say this phrase probably a thousand times. You cannot fall away from something unless you were first a part of something. That's why in 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Apostle Paul even wrote in his letter to Timothy that in the last days, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that some will depart from the faith. And they will, why, and, and, and what's pulling them from the faith to the point that they depart from the faith is because they are they are deceived. They're being deceived and they're giving an ear to and they're heeding deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. All the way to the point that their own conscience has been seared with the hot iron. Now, so having said that, guys, what does it what could this look like? What does this look like? I, I, I pulled two stories up that came this week. We uh, we reported on both of these stories. One of these happened recently. This was unbelievable. Um, now, it is controversial. Let me pull up the, I'm going to give you the headline here. An Ohio megachurch pastor kicks the Bible off a stage during a Super Bowl Sunday service. Now, on this picture here, uh, many now I saw many people in the comment comment section say, "Well, there, this was a woman pastor," and they went on a whole rant about a woman pastor. But I I don't believe this is the senior pastor. I'm going to read this article, but she's the spotter here holding the Bible while and it what looks and appears to be the senior pastor comes and punts the Bible. You can see it on your screen. There is video of this. I don't want to play the video because I don't want to get a copyright strike. Trust me, we don't need any of that if we can avoid it. But it is out there. We posted. In fact, if you scroll down on our website here, um, there is a video right here of the event. Um, and I'll fast forward. We'll come right about here, showing you some images here. Again, you can see where the, the Bible's being held here. And then... Uh, it looks like she comes and kicks. I don't know if they did this multiple times or whatnot. So let's read this together. 
See what the heck is going on up there in Ohio. I mean, if it's going to happen somewhere, it's going to happen in Ohio, right? And again, here's again here's the headline. Ohio mega church pastor kicks Bible off stage during Super Bowl Sunday service. Okay, so let's see what this is about. An evangelical mega church, an evangelical mega church in Ohio kicked off Super Bowl weekend literally with a sermon that had all of the social media buzzing. Pastors at Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is a multi-site interdenominational church that boasts a weekly congregation of around 34,000 people. In this message, this sermon, they punted a copy of the Bible as part of its, quote, Super Bowl of Preaching series. Now, I want to say, I want to highlight something here. It says they punted a, quote, copy of the Bible. Now, was this a literal Bible or was it a replica of the Bible? Because when you go up here and look at this, again, maybe we're, I'm reading this right with you guys, so we're all together on this. When you look at this, it doesn't look like a real Bible. I don't, I don't know if this is a Bible cover or whatnot, but even when you pull up the video, it doesn't look like a real Bible. But nevertheless, as part of its Super Bowl preaching series, they uh, the sermon was delivered on February 11th, just hours before the Chiefs and the 49ers played in the recent Super Bowl, with play-by-play announcers, color commentary, a referee, and a stage covered in AstroTurf. Uh, again, this is a church, guys. A church with play-by-play announcers, color commentary, a referee, a stage covered in AstroTurf. Um, we could go on and on about that alone. Like, what does the church become? What, you know, again, when you go back to the, the book of Acts and how the early church gathered, the early, or the early church came together in fellowship, how they came together in meetings and how they prayed together. They shared testimonies. They built each other's faith. They prayed for boldness so that they can continue to proclaim Jesus Christ to the world. For the, for the saving of their soul. And here we are in 2024, and we've got, uh, we've got a stage covered in AstroTurf, play-by-play announcers, color commentary, referees, a, uh, a Bible or a copy of the Bible, or a replica of the Bible, who knows, and all this stuff going on. At the Crossroads pulpit, it resembled an Allegiant Stadium more than any church on Sunday morning as senior pastor Brian Tome and pastor Allie Patterson. So again, this was a uh, Ollie Patterson. So apparently this woman that you see here is a pastor. Um, she was seen sporting the football jerseys as they took the stage for the pregame coin flip. After, after Tome wins the flip, the referee asked, would you like to kick or receive the Bible? Wow. I will receive, Tom replied. Patterson is then seen taking a few steps back as another pastor squares up the Bible, which had a football-style book cover on it. So I guess, wow, so it actually was a Bible. This is unbelievable, guys. So this was an actual Bible. That's what I thought. It was either... It was either a replica of it or it was a Bible with a Bible cover on it. And it appears that it was a real Bible with a football style book cover on it. This pastor 
kicks the Bible off the stage and into the crowd. Stop. Now, guys, I do you realize how grotesque, distasteful, disgusting, and absolutely almost, I would say almost blasphemous that is? Now, let me say it for this fact. This just shows you how spoiled and privileged we are in the American church, the westernized American church. Because guys, listen to me. There, you go to China where these where a real Bible's confiscated, where it's considered paraphernalia. Um, it's considered illegal to even possess one. So when these individuals get a Bible, they weep. And they cry over having the possession of a Bible. They kiss the, they actually kiss the Bible because they cherish the almighty word of God, the infallible, ever living, come on, unchanging word of God that is inspired, that is living and breathing and convicts us and challenges us and equips us and rebukes us. And here we are in America where you've got quote-unquote pastors making theatrics of this, making this a whole clown show, and actually punting the Bible off the stage into the crowd. This, wow. I'm telling you, listen, I'm just going to say it. If I was there in that sanctuary, I would have left. I would have walked straight out, and I would not be back, but that's me. Let's go back. So the the Bible's punted off the stage into the crowd. Patterson then high fives her colleague in celebration. Yeah, we just kicked the Bible into the crowd. Give me a high five. Patterson back with the kick. Oh my goodness, the announcers heard saying over the PA system for the first time in 18 years, there's a touchback for the kickoff. Again, in another sequence, the Bible is kicked yet again. This time from a shorter distance as the rest of the players on stage jump on top of the book as they tackle one another. Oh, we're going to get some emails. Here we go. The announcer remarks again as if they knew they knew people would be upset about this, but yet they did it anyway. Why? Look at this, guys. Look on the screen. Are you serious right now? This is what we this is going to be what is going to inspire people to come to your church. Jesus is not enough. The Holy Spirit's not enough. The word of God's not enough. The anointing's not enough. The power of God's not enough. Signs, wonders, and miracles is not enough. Listen, we've, we've rejected all of that. We have a form of godliness. We talk like we know God. We act like we're religious. We talk like Christians and talk Christianese. And we got the, the nice haircut and the nice clothes. And we've got, we come in with our Bible under our arm and we come to our, and we punch the clock on Sunday morning. We have a form of godliness. But, but again, there's no power in the church because if there was power in the church, you wouldn't have to resort to this nonsense. You wouldn't have to resort to clown shows. And theatrics, Charles Spurgeon once said, he was called the Prince of Preachers. He said, a time will come when instead of shepherds feeding the sheep, the church will have clowns entertaining the goats. Let me say that one more time. Tell me that's not where we're at. A time will come when instead of shepherds feeding the sheep, the church will have clowns 
entertaining the goats. Listen, another preacher said, I don't have the quote in front of me, but he said uh, the time would come. He said, if we had to, if we have to resort to using entertainment to win the lost, we'll have to resort to keeping entertainment to keep them. And, and, and I probably slaughtered that, but I'm going to say that again. If we have to resort to entertaining the sheep to get them in the church, we'll, have, we'll be stuck at entertaining them to keep them there. So let's go back here. In an, inter, in an introduction to the video, Andy Reeder, community pastor for Crossroads Anywhere, the church's mobile app offers a greeting and a disclaimer, warning viewers the church service has, quote, little to do uh, little to nothing to do with actual football or the Super Bowl. Hmm. Today, you are tuning in for a church service that is unlike any other. Quote, again, disclaimer, it has little nothing to do with actual football or the Super Bowl, but no matter what you believe, you're going to laugh. No, um, no matter what you believe, you might be a little confused at some point. A little confused at some point. I believe you will and experience God and church in a fresh new way. In other words, again, the original manuscript, the original blueprint is not enough. The simplicity of Christ is not enough. The preaching of the gospel is not enough. The blood is not enough. The cross is not enough. Come on. The gospel is not enough. We have to get a new cart. We have to get a new wineskin. We have to do this a new way. We cannot do. We've got to be edgy. We've got to do something to get people in here in the church. Because after all, we've got to make them laugh. We've got to make them feel good. We've got to give them goosebumps. Reed also acknowledged the question many viewers of the service likely had that, quote, you might be wondering why on earth would we do something like this? Again, he's, the pastor is acknowledging this. One of the reasons, said Reader, Reader, was because, quote, we believe the church can and should be fun. Now, look, I ain't against being, I, I'm not against having fun. I'm not against having fun. Now, look, there's things I do with my kids that we would call fun. There's things I do with my friends that we would call fun. Go, Come on. But there's, but there's a difference between doing those things called fun outside of the house of God that is, I believe, called sacred. Is anybody else out there? Maybe, again, am I a dinosaur going extinct because I actually believe that the, 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 the church house, the house of God should be sacred, should be holy, should be a meeting place of God and not an entertainment-driven place where people have Halloween in the sanctuary, they have Easter in the sanctuary, they got plastic eggs and an Easter bunny and a Santa Claus and a Christmas tree and Harry Potter and apparently AstroTurf and field go kicks. And I mean, we just have, we have a big screen up there and we have the Super Bowl and with halftime going on and commercials that would, that would make people blush. And all this is going on in the sanctuary of God's house. But hey, it's all in the name of fun and God's people should have fun, right? Quote, you're going to experience hilarious commercials filled with middle school humor, really great music and some good old fashioned smack talk, he added. But secondly, we believe that we are spiritual truths and realities that can be drawn out from sports. And that's what each of our teachers are going to be doing today. So there you have it, guys. Listen, this what you just saw right there, what we just discussed, this is the this is the absolute epitome of 
of the modern-day seeker-sensitive, seeker-friendly church. This is what most churches look like. You go in your area, you go in your region, you go to, and especially these big mega churches, they are cookie cutter, come on, all cut from the same cloth. They're all going to celebrate the same pagan holidays. They're all going to participate in these same pagan holidays. They're all going to capitulate, mostly all. Again, I don't want to paint a broad brush and say that every one of these churches like that, but again, the the majority of the modern day Come on, churches like this, this is what they look like. You walk in and you'll see this stuff all the time. Listen, if you can get if you can get a preacher to get up there and actually preach from the Bible, that's something. Because most of the time we just have story time. Most of the time you go to church and they just get up and they tell these stories and they make people laugh and they tell jokes. They act like they're at a the comedy show. And, and now don't get me started on you know, actually flowing in the gifts of the spirit, being used by God, allowing the anointing of God to be to to move in the congregation, allowing the Holy Spirit to move and have his way in the congregation. Guys, you even mentioned that and you almost get laughed to scorn because those days are so far and few between. I don't hardly know. I can probably count on one hand how many churches actually allow that to happen anymore. All right. Then we got another outlandish story. Again, this all falls in the category of what we're talking about today. Now, this one was posted by, and here's the irony of this one. It was posted by Charisma Magazine. Now, look, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, look, don't get mad at me. Look, I don't have any dog in the fight. I don't have any contracts with them. I'm not on staff with them. Uh, they don't publish it. They, they used to publish some of our stuff, that we uh, our videos, but they stopped doing it because apparently I offended them because some of the stuff I said, imagine that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Charisma is not a, in my opinion, is not a trusted site to really get a lot of information from as far as truth and reality. Now, what I'm about to share with you is an exception, but on the most part, they facilitate a lot of false prophets and teachers from their platform. But I did find this one interesting. And of course, you know, this was published by uh, J. Lee Grady, uh, which he's, he has called out a lot of this stuff. So I will give him that. And I'm actually shocked that charisma is still allowing him to do that. But how Africa's false prophets are spreading deception. What in the world is this about? Let's look at this. In a church in Kampala, Uganda, a mysterious prophet known as Brother Innocent asked a woman. Now, guys, I'm going to have to probably, I don't know how I'm going to say this and tone this down because we don't want to get this flagged. But here's a, oh no, here's a quote-unquote prophet in Uganda who is seen asking a woman to come to the front of the room. Then in front of everyone, he puts on surgical gloves and reaches under the woman's skirt to do inappropriate things in front of people. In most cases, he eventually pulls out a piece of cloth, a coin, or an animal skin, and then proclaims that he has, quote, delivered the woman from witchcraft. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. What? Let me read on. In other cases, he reaches under the neckline of a woman's shirt and fondles her chest. And then he pulls out an object. In videos he posts on TikTok, imagine that. It's obvious he's using old-fashioned sleight-of-hand techniques. 
Now, according to J. Lee Grady, he should be arrested for sexual abuse. Instead, gullible women are lining up to be touched by this so-called prophet of God. Despite his name, this man is certainly not innocent. Quote, I wish I could say he's alone in his vile attempt to deceive, abuse, and exploit people financially, but the sad reality is that a small army of spiritual imposters have taken Africa by storm during the past decade. Now, he calls out another individual by the name of Shepherd Bashiri, a celebrated false prophet from Malawi, made an outlandish claim a few years ago that he could walk on air. Yes, guys, you've heard it. This is, we didn't stumble over our words. A cheap video that he posted on YouTube isn't convincing. Someone was suspending him above the floor, but he still has thousands of followers who believe they will get rich if they listen to his teachings. He has been charged with money laundering and other crimes and is awaiting trial. Now, I want you to stop and hear that. Thousands and thousands of followers. How you, I don't, maybe, again, maybe I'm alone in this. I do, I do not understand how people fall for this stuff, but they are, and people do. And look, we may not see preachers here in America claiming to walk on air, but I'm telling you, we've got a lot of deceivers. You turn on Christian television and I'm telling you, what Christian television, guys, is not like it was 20, 30 years ago. I mean, false prophets and teachers are rampant on Christian television. I personally don't even watch Christian television anymore. Because as soon as I turn up to God and see who's on it, I'm like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. Anyway, another man by the name of Lasigo, Daniel of South Africa, makes his followers eat grass and drink gasoline to prove their loyalty. Another false prophet, Daniel Abinanam, became infamous back in 2014 for kicking a pregnant woman in her stomach to heal her. Another Kenyan prophet, I'm going to even pronounce this guy's name, asked his congregants to lie on the floor so he could walk on their backs. By the way, guys, J. Lee Grady is not making this up. I've seen these videos of this. I, they're out there. Go, go on YouTube and search them. They're out there. I've seen this nonsense. Another individual from Zimbabwe claims he has a direct phone line to God and that God actually calls his number. Yes, you heard it, guys. Let me say that again. This man claims that God himself calls him on his cell phone. And of course... He claims that God will call him during his services while he's up on the platform. Gee, and gullible people will eat this up. A false prophet from Nigeria claims to be able to vomit money from his stomach to help poor people. Based in Zambia, he tells audiences that he carries dozens of currencies in his body and he was recently arrested in South Africa for fraud and trickery. And then... J. Lee Grady calls out one of the most dangerous false prophets in all of Africa, and he was the late T.B. Joshua, who is the founder of the Synagogue Church of All Nations in Lagos, Nigeria. He got his start as an occult healer, but he developed an international following after he began using the name of Jesus in his strange sermons. 
He died uh, about three years ago, but it seems he transformed his dark powers to various African preachers in Uganda, Ghana, and other countries. Sadly, according to J. Lee Grady, T.B. Joshua's influence is not limited to Africa. In spite of a recent BBC documentary, if you've not seen it, you need to go watch it, that, that reported that he sexually abused some of his female followers and that he drew his spiritual power from fetish idols. Really? Again, guys. Some American ministers now claim that they learned how to perform miracles from Joshua. This proliferation of false prophets is nothing new. Even in the first century, New Testament Christians had clashed with spiritual imposters. Uh, in Acts chapter 8, we read about how the apostle Peter confronted a Samaritan sorcerer named Simon, who was known by the locals as the great power of God. Acts eight ten. Peter rebuked this man to his face sharply, not only because of his occult background, but because he wanted to buy the power of God. Now, I'm going to read this. J. Lee Grady noted some stuff that this I think this is good for all of us to hear this. Quote, false prophets are always have the same characteristics. Let's read what these are. Ready? Quote, they are full of pride and they always draw attention to themselves instead of glorifying Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's good. Number two, they are often sexually immoral while pretending to be holy. Wow. They are full of greed. And they usually exploit people financially by selling spiritual blessings or manipulating them to give money. Like Simon the Sorcerer, they assume that they can buy and sell God's miracle power. Here's another one. They mix the truth of God with error. Nothing new. Satan did it from the Garden of Eden, creating a deadly concoction that sounds biblical to immature Christians. Oh, that's good right there. It sounds biblical to immature Christians. That's why you've always heard me say it is imperative that you get in the word of God. You get rooted and grounded in God's word. You know it. You, you hide the word of the Lord in your heart that you may not sin against him and that you be not deceived. How do you do that? You become a good Berean. You study the scriptures for yourselves and you can weigh everything else. And John says, test the spirits and see if they are of God. Only people who are fully filled with the Holy Spirit can discern the evil mixture. He says, how are we going to combat this current epidemic of dark occultism? We must imitate Peter, who had both the maturity to discern Simon's wickedness and the courage to confront it. I love that. He had the maturity to discern, but he also had the courage to confront it. Come on, that's good note-taking right there. Those of us in the charismatic and Pentecostal community must also warn our congregations that even if a minister performs miracles, we shouldn't be impressed unless he or she also demonstrates the, here it is, the fruit of the Holy Spirit and preaches the unadulterated gospel. Boom, drop the mic. J. Lee Grady knocked it out of the park right there. And that's the problem with, listen, I'm going to get after all of my charismatic Pentecostal followers, listeners, viewers. Listen, I consider myself to be charismatic Pentecostal, whatever. I, I don't really, I hate labels, but I believe in the charismata, the gifts, but I believe in the, I believe in Pentecost and Pentecostal power. So you can label me what do you, whatever you want, but I like how the, but I do like how the Baptists are sound in the word. Okay, so we I'm going to emphasize this. The Bible tells us that signs and wonders 
shall follow the gospel, not we follow signs and wonders. Come on, did you hear that? We don't chase signs and wonders. We don't follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders should follow the believer. He said, quote, we must stop being so desperate to see miracles that we settle for demonic counterfeits. Wow. Isn't that the truth? And guys, can I tell you something? That right there is what's going to set the stage for the Antichrist. I believe that with all my heart. What do you think is going to happen when we get into 2 Thessalonians 2? Now, there's a debate. Will we be here? Will the church be raptured? Will it not be raptured? Look, I'm going to prepare... I'm hopeful that we are taken out, but I'm going to prepare as though we're not. And I want you to hear that really clear. Everybody in the comment section on YouTube, in the chat, listen to Apple, listen to Spotify, because I get your emails all the time and you guys are accusing me of leading people astray and not preparing people and preaching a false doctrine because I believe in the rapture. Let me say it really clear for you guys. I am hopeful that we, the ecclesia, the church, the body of Christ, will be taken or removed or caught away, harpezoed, caught up, taken out of the way before the man of sin is revealed and all this stuff in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 takes place. However, I am prepared and I would love and implore you to prepare in the event that we are not. So I want to make that real clear. Because, now watch. And if we are here, or who, and let's just say this for sake of argument. Whoever is here in 2 Thessalonians 2, when this is fulfilled, I want to show you something very scary here. Ready? Look what it says here. In Paul's letter to Thessalonica, in the second Thess, in 2 Thessalonians 2, he tells us, that the lawless one will be revealed, that he will come according to the working of Satan, again, that's in verse 9, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Let me make this a little bit simpler for you. The individuals who are present at the time that this is brought to fruition and the Antichrist is revealed, if they don't have a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, they're not born again, their name is not in the Lamb's Book of Life, they're not walking with Him and grounded in the Word, the Bible says that they will be deceived. They will be, they will be the first ones when this joker shows up and starts performing these power signs, lying wonders, false miracles, false healings, false, these, you know, you talking about pulling a rabbit out of the hat. That ain't got nothing on what this guy's going to come up with. These false prophets in Africa that are doing the slight hand tricks and, and deceiving people. We're talking about there'll be a demonic supernatural element to this. There'll be people being healed, getting out of wheelchairs. I believe that blind eyes will be open and they will believe that this guy is the Mashiach, the Messiah, but it will be the working of Satan, lying signs and wonders. And only those who love the truth, walking in the truth 
and walking in covenant with God will be able to discern and know that this is not the working of God and this is not the Messiah. J. Lee Grady goes on and said, we must pursue God. If we soak our minds in the scriptures, pray for discernment and stay focused on Jesus, we will not be victims of Satan's spiritual predators. Come on, that was a good piece from J. Lee Grady. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the rise of false prophets, false apostles, deceivers, false teachers, this spirit of Antichrist that is becoming more rampant. We're talking about victims falling into deception, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And again, they are fulfilling scripture in doing so. So we do not want anybody that's watching and listening becoming a statistic and being a victim to this same deception in these last days. So guys, I want to give those instructions again. I'm just going to kind of echo what Jay Lee Grady said. We got to stay in the Bible. We got to stay in the word. We got to stay in his presence. We got to stay in prayer. We got to stay close to him because again, remember the word of the Lord says that if it were possible, deception and falsehood will become so rampant in the last days prior to the coming of the Lord and the revealing of the Antichrist that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Come on, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Again, if you've not downloaded our free app, it's available on Apple and Android. Get it today, download it, hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go. Guys, please don't forget to share this. Uh, get people in here, like the podcast, like the broadcast. And this way that we can distribute out there to all these platforms. Um, Again, we want to say we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. If this ministry is a continual source of information, blessing, um, equipping, all the above. Again, we always want to give you the opportunity to partner with us. Listen, we don't manipulate people. I don't, I've never, you will never hear me get up and say, um, the, you know, the Lord said, I need 10 people to give a thousand dollars or X amount or this, or the Lord says, if you don't do this then this won't happen, or if you don't give, then you're going to be cursed. All this stupid nonsense and manipulation. We don't do that. All I simply say is if you've been blessed by our ministry, this is your home church, whatever the case would be, you pray and let the Holy spirit guide you and lead you. And you do accordingly. Okay. And you can do two different ways. You can give electronically through the app. Or you can give by check or money order right there on the screen and make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, we appreciate our partners, our givers, and uh, supporters of our ministry, you guys who keep us in prayer and intercession. We love you from the bottom of our heart. We hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe and be blessed with your family and, and your house of God, wherever that is. Um, if, if, if we are your home church and some of you that is, we'll be right back here, guys, in, in about three days. Lord willing, on Monday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern with another great podcast. Um, I don't know what we'll have lined up, but we'll have something for you as we always do, Lord willing. So until then, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you in a few days. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.